Welcome back to the Spook House. Hope you're all doing well. My name is Phil, and I believe you all know my co-host, Doug, uh, the Long Island dumpster dweller of... <laughs> oh, Galliardo. I don't know. There you go. You had it. You I forgot. was trying to think of something. I was like, shit, I don't have anything lined up. I'm, I'm glad that you remembered my uh, confirmation name rather than my last name. What's that? Long Island dumpster. Oh, dweller. yeah. You said it yourself. <laughs> I already forgot. I don't even know what I said. Blip. Blip. <laughs> Zero memory whatsoever already. So, yeah, how's it going over there? I know it's kind of a late episode. You just got off work. Yeah, yeah. We had Kevin James. Oh, that was tonight. 80th show. Huh. What's I said that? that was tonight. Oh, yeah, that was tonight. We have him again Thursday. His shows are always pretty early, though, and pretty easy. So I just scarfed down some pizza before this episode. Ready to get it rolling. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's Sunday now, so he's doing another show on Thursday. Comedians usually Thursday. do like back to back nights. He doesn't do that. He never he never does that. He never does like one early show, one late show, or not even like two coinciding days. Never so does. What's that. he gonna do until Thursday? Hang out in Mineola because that's where he lives. <laughs> Where's that? It's like a half hour away from here. That's where he was born. Oh, okay. So that's why he's doing it. Yeah, he could literally never play anywhere else and just play here and get a big paycheck and then do whatever he does. Hmm. All right. Well, guess we're not talking about Becky, so we'll go ahead and move on. <laughs> um, but we are going to talk about. Oh, real quick before I get into it. Shout out to everybody that came out to Fear Fest last weekend here in Raleigh. That's right. Uh, a lot of fun. Thanks to anybody that bought a tape, a shirt, just stopped by to say what's up. I do appreciate it. And Doug will be there next year. I will absolutely be hanging out at the table. Me and Phil will be rocking it together. That's right. Uh, you guys can talk shit to us about anything. Uh, you can give me some Deftones hate. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing like a different con not on the East Coast. Well, I mean, it's on the East Coast. North Carolina, the East Coast? Yeah. I mean, oh. it is a coast... <laughs> I mean, it's. I'm geographically challenged. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Where do you think I live? I just. Uh, <laughs> you, just you just live south of the equator. <laughs> well, yes, it's uh, all right. It's, cool. So, still East Coast, a different con of the East Coast. I'll say. Right. Yeah. But um, go ahead and ask off work, man. I don't. I don't want any uh, Taylor Swift excuses. No surprises. <laughs> go ahead and put in that request. It's the same dates as uh as yeah this year? it's Memorial Day weekend every year. Okay, perfect. It'll be fun. Yeah, and it'll be fun to come. To, I'm sure I'll come to North Carolina before that to come and hang. But yeah, coming for Fear Fest is uh is a must. Yeah, we'll definitely make it happen next year. So yeah, thanks everybody that came out for that. Um, well, Doug, it appears that we have kind of another divisive episode on our hands a little bit. Yeah, we're kind of both sitting on opposite sides of the spectrum for this movie. Um, and when I I was going into this movie, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Talking about I was Boogeyman, by the way. Yes, yes. We are uh, talking about the new Stephen King adaptation. Uh, with, I would say, if I had to give it a, you know, a plus for me, the cast was pretty solid. Sophie Thatcher from Yellow Jackets is incredible. Uh, David Dasmalchin, always good to see him pop up in something. 
Uh, the little girl, I'm not really sure where she's from. Madeline mm-hmm. something, I think her name is. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, you had a pretty... I mean, we both, when we first saw the trailer, we weren't really hot on this movie. Assumed no. it was just going to be a you know, throwaway, forgettable I, type I of mean, thing. I mean, it's called The Boogeyman. Come on. And there were already like four other boogeymans preceding it. Yeah. And... When I saw the trailer, I was like, this is going to be the most generic shit I've ever seen. And I mean, in a lot of ways, it is. It is a story that's been told a thousand times. There's a monster that comes out in the dark. It's called the Boogeyman. Okay. But I felt that it took that generic story and elevated it a bit. Like through the some really good camera work. I think the acting was very strong. Um, and there were some decent scares. I don't see why you hate it so much. <laughs> but help me understand, Doug. I, I, I don't hate it so much. It's just that the the biggest offense for me, at least when going to see a new movie or any movie that I haven't seen before, whether it be old or new, I felt very bored. I was just bored mm. because it was a very dour type of movie i mean i no, we're not going to spoil it for people unless you want to do a spoiler type of review um, um i think we can kind of tread through this movie without spoiling it okay so i won't go fully into detail but the main premise of the movie aside from monster under the bed it's a very depressing type of movie and that kind of it didn't leave room for a lot of fun mm-hmm. um like you said, it's been a it was a story that's been told multiple times, and I just feel that uh, it didn't do anything. Uh, I want to know how you think it elevates the material because it literally did the it took the blueprint and literally fucking traced over it like tracing Amy. You're a tracer. You're a tracer. <laughs> I don't get that um, reference, but all right. Damn it, you gotta see tracing Amy. Yeah. Yeah. No, you have to see. Okay, tracing right Amy. now. I said tracing Amy. <laughs> tracing Amy. I'm holding you at gunpoint um, until you watch it. Yeah, you'll watch that over Malignant, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it just did the same. (laughs) It hit the same beats as every one of those movies. That's just like, you know, with the I've had enough of these movies with the monster under the bed and kind of this demon that hides in the dark where there's one person that has seen it all before, yet she barely has the answers. And it's like it wants to eat your children. It wants to feed off people. But let's not go down that road and explore why. It's just that's what it is, and it's very. This movie was very surface level. It scratched the surface of grief. That was like the driving force yeah. of the movie. And while you know Sophie Thatcher uh, and other, I, I think there's a thing going on with Yellow Jackets where because Jasmine Savoy Brown is in Scream Five and Six, right? They suffer, they're suffering at the hands of like some of the worst writing and they're doing what they can with it because they're phenomenal actors. But Sophie Thatcher, there's, I, she's really great. Yeah. She was really good in this. Like I said, the whole cast, the acting was a plus. I mean, I had no complaints at all. I thought the sisters had good chemistry together, even with the dad. I was like, I'm buying that this is an actual family and they care about each other. Yeah, their their relationship, mm-hmm. how the dad wasn't just like a complete dick and standoffish. He was just having a hard time with his feelings, and it was like a natural uh, 
it felt like a natural relationship. What wasn't natural in my eyes was the friends who were like bullying the shit out of this kid. Oh yeah. For no reason after, you know, they knew they know what's going on. I'm like, all right. Well, it was mainly that one girl, uh, the blonde. You yeah. Know? And I mean, had, I, I, diva, diva high school girl. Number one. Yeah, she didn't really have a name. I almost clapped when, uh, Sophie Thatcher slapped the shit out of her. I was like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was good. A well-deserved slap. It. Yeah. But other than that, it was just like very, that part, that dynamic felt very like forced. Like that's like something you'd see in like an eighties movie. Like, Oh, the bullies. And they're all like, like the friend dynamic just wasn't there. Uh, which is fine. It was like a little part that really didn't, mm -hmm. you know, uh, hurt the movie for me. Everything else did. And it, it was literally, I was thinking while just watching this movie and it <clears throat> kind of makes sense because the writers of this movie wrote a quiet place. It was literally a quiet place without the deaf girl. Yeah. I thought the creature was, uh, very similar to the thing in a quiet place as well. Looked very, it looked like a mini Cloverfield. Yeah. But, and I liked the creature design. Did you, I kind of liked how like the, yeah. well, again, no spoilers, but the way it kind of maneuvered, I thought that was a good take on the boogeyman uh -huh. per se. It's not like a, like a demon who like, you know, a guy wearing a trench coat. Comes yeah. Out of your something like or that. Something. Or like fucking also speaking of a guy wearing a trench coat, which get him, Doug. kind of an odd sidebar. <laughs> what? I say, get him, Doug. He's like, Oh, and also, and by the <laughs> and way, another thing. <laughs> starting to feel like Lewis black and wagging my finger. Um, no, I didn't realize that uh, the Nun Two was coming out so soon because oh, that's God. the one of the trailers that I saw before it. Did you ever see the the first one? It's a pile of shit. I skipped it. I was like, Don't. Nah, I'm good. Don't do anything. Mm. Just. I didn't even like the Nun and the Conjuring Two, and I know how you feel about the Conjuring movies, but I actually like the Conjuring Two more than the first one. And I, really, yeah, I thought the Nun was pretty creepy in that. I've only seen it, it once, fine. but yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people feel the same way as you. I like the character. I, I like the actress that plays her cause she plays it creepy, but like James Wan just sometimes goes overboard with the CGI and when they close up on her face, it made it less intimidating for me mm -hmm. at least. Um, but yeah, th it's just another cheap jump scare movie. I didn't see who's writing it, but if Gary Dauberman is writing it, then fucking all hands on deck. Get ready to throw up. You recall names so well, like actors and writers and stuff. It's called autism. Look it up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's hard for me to, especially newer movies, recall every person's name. I mean, I know, like, the big names, but. Yeah, well, Gary Dauberman's name doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just have, like. I don't know. I, I look it up enough times to, for it to actually stick, but hey, you write things down, so that works. Yeah. So say something good about the Boogeyman. Other than... Uh, oh, I thought I did. Other than, <laughs> no, I know you did. Let's say some more good things. We, That's all I can say. Yeah, I <laughs> um, oh, no, I, I want to know how you... How do you think it elevated the material? I thought that there was some really clever camera work and 
Rob Savage. That's his name, right? That, yeah. yeah. Rob so Savage. he directed Host, the movie that came out during the pandemic, all shot on shot over Zoom. And he also did oh. Dash Cam. Did you ever see that? I have. No, I didn't see Dash Cam, but Host. Okay. I was thinking of. You know what movie I was thinking of? What? The Guest? Oh, that's a great movie. But... Yeah, I was thinking of that movie, not Host. I didn't see Host then. Oh, okay. I was thinking of The Guest, and that movie was really, really good. Yeah. I gotta rewatch that. The movie was good. Yeah, the whole atmosphere and everything. It was more like a thriller. Yeah, who directed that? Oh, it was some... Yeah, I'm Sorry. not really sure who directed that one. Um... I want to say uh, this is probably wrong. I want to say it's the same guy who did VFW. I'm looking it up I, I right now. Definitely could be Adam wrong. Wingard. Adam Wingard. Oh yeah, uh, his name sounds really familiar. Oh, he did uh, Godzilla versus Kong, really, and Your Next, Death Note, wow. and VHS 2012. Okay, which segment? Uh, I don't know. It just says say. VHS. Well, VHS is really great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed the guest. But no, he did not direct that. He did host and dash cam, which I've heard uh, kind of mixed things on, but I know a lot of people liked it. Is that the one with uh, Steve from Stranger Things? Joe Keery? I think that's a different one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Same premise, I believe. Yeah. Or similar premise. So this was his first time not being restrained to found footage or, you know, these non-traditional concepts of ways of making film. But I don't know, man. I, I thought that he just took average an average story that's been done a thousand times, and I thought there was some really good camera work. There were some unique shots and transitions in between scenes. Um... I'll give you that. I mean, there was a lot of good camera work. It, yeah. the, the intro, you know what, for me... Yeah, the intro was cool. Uh, like that slow, really worked the intro. that slow pan where it just goes yes. all around the room. And and that was the most creepy part of the movie, personally. Uh, and I was I loved the title card. I loved how it was so simple. It felt very 80s when it was panning out of the house. And I loved how... Um, again, I, I don't want to you know, jump into spoiler territory, but just the way the boogeyman was portrayed in the intro, I was like, oh, this is very, like, like, it's setting a very creepy tone already, and then it fell apart yeah, and I, for me. Yeah, I but... did like how the boogeyman can mimic other people's voices. That's exactly what I was, yeah, yeah I didn't want to um, say that, but yeah. If you have a chance, watch this in theaters, or, like, with a, a decent surround system. Because sound design was really good, too. There's another bonus. So you'd hear, like, a little voice on the left side and then something on the right. So. Yeah, any anytime you can go to the movie theater and see something like this, it's always great. Uh, this is this probably really worked with the crowd, too. It did, yeah. Um, yeah, that's about all the positive things <laughs> I have to say about it. But, but, yeah, the intro, I was ready. I was, I didn't go in. I went in with just... A low bar after talking to you you said you were into it and it was uh better than expected uh, yeah i was like well i'll be damned i actually thought it was pretty good <laughs> i'm glad you like i it. didn't say amazing i didn't say five out of five i think i give it like a 
three and a half out of five. That's very average, very fair score. And I think it gets that extra star because of just the acting and yeah, everything I said before. And I thought there were some decent um, little jump scare moments. I thought the scene with the red light that kept flashing on and off, I thought that was kind of different, unique. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely brought it into like the modern day because the story is, I believe, from 1973. Uh, Stephen King's short story, The Boogeyman. Mm hmm. Uh, so, you know, they obviously didn't set it in the seventies. So they kind of had a lot of technology to work with, which is cool. Like that strobe light. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think, um, I don't know how well the darkness, like how the creature was hiding in the dark, uh, how like it was taking advantage of that. Cause I did like the creature design. So it would have been cool to like, see it yeah. a little more. So the mystery was kind of this. When I was watching it, I wasn't really enthralled by the scares or like the setups. I did like, though, I'll say this positive <laughs> thing. There was no real big like music cues to to let you know the scare is coming. Yeah. Which a lot of movies uh, do in these mainstream like popcorn horror movies. Mm -hmm. uh, really good use of sound in the score. Uh, give it that. You know what? Um this could be a good talking point too. And I don't know how you feel about this um, because I think this movie just lacks fun. Like just like something like X where it's just like a fun B horror movie. And that was a simple premise too, but it was just so it was refreshing to see a movie go that balls to the wall. It wasn't reinventing the wheel, mm -hmm. but it was just fun. And this, I felt like this movie could be, fun but the you thought it was dialogue like too around it in the premise took itself yeah too a little serious. too yes very dramatic and mm -hmm. these movies a lot of these even haunt uh which i had to watch a second time to even think it's decent i didn't really like haunt at all when i first saw it very soapy teen drama and they're trying to make like you know an auteur film but like uh-huh it's fine is that the uh the haunted house movie the Haunted House yeah. movie came out in 2019. I actually enjoyed that. I only saw it once, but it I remember like it wasn't it. awful. Yeah. yeah, I like the uh the I mean Haunted House movies are always cool. Just like the I hated the characters. I literally wanted them all to die. Every single uh, one. I don't remember hardly anything from that movie. But I was like, yeah, that was a decent watch. Yeah, I, you should rewatch it. I mean, it's not I liked it more on the rewatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe you might be into it more, but uh, yeah, like I just don't know when like these horror movies took a turn to be like, unless it's something like Hereditary or Midsommar, that's like you already know is gonna be like more of like a mind fuck than like a fun popcorn dread horror movie. Porn, basically. It, dread <laughs> porn. That's a <laughs> that's a great description of it. Do you want to feel fucking depressed? Yeah. <laughs> watch this for two and a half hours. Do you want to bum yourself um, out? Yeah, watch this. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking this this uh visual visual Xanax right here. But you know what? I think um the little girl, there were some comedic moments with her. There there are moments of levity throughout the movie. So it wasn't a hundred percent serious, but yeah, I I see what you mean. It, the subject matter is a little heavy with the you know, the mother dying and it's 
maybe could have backed off on some of that and thrown in more creature stuff. Yeah, and like the end, I mean, I, I, again, we can't get into spoilers, but... Yeah, I think like the last 10 or 15 minutes uh, kind of went downhill And I was bit. hoping, I was hoping they went the, uh, the unpredictable route, and I was like, oh, like, that would be cool if they do this. Uh-huh. And then they didn't do it, and then the thing with the... I don't know what I can say, because I don't want to fucking ruin it, but the thing happened at the end that, you know, where the, where the turn happened... I don't. I don't want to fully say it, but you're like, oh, okay. So that's you're talking about yeah, the it, the Home Alone moment, like the booby trap moment with the no, with the lady and a- okay. One no after one that. part that made me roll my eyes so hard. Just like yeah, in, how she got all that shit after being homeless. Well, that, but just <laughs> like in Barbarian, when a character says a line and you're just waiting for them to finish oh. saying the line, she was like. I told you it could be killed. Yup. Of course. I almost yelled, like, and action! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cue him in three, two, one, go! I, it was like a space shuttle launch. I hate when movies do that, man. It it doesn't even work in like 80, like in like the campy horror movies. Like, it just doesn't... It's just so hacky. Because you know that's what's going to happen, hey, or just don't do it. Maybe this can be a, a contender for best impression of the Kool-Aid Man on next year's Spookies Awards, <laughs> because Barbarian took it last year. That was, uh, yeah, we got to write Wait, that Wait, did down. he jump through a wall to get to her? I don't think he did. No, I think he did, like, the springboard oh, back up, like, X-Pac. close enough. <laughs> and he, like, dropkicked her, yeah. Very, uh, very Mothman-esque. The Kool-Aid Award. Elegantly through the air. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, there was some, there were a lot of things in this movie that just turned me off and I, it just, it just didn't grip me enough. Okay. The scene where the little girl is playing the video game at night and she keeps doing that move <clears throat> where the character pulls out the bow and arrows. So it'll like flash some light on the screen. I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. I've never seen a movie do that. It's definitely uh different. And then she flies into the TV. I was like. I like that scene. That was that was really well done. I just wish they would have just went for it and just like let's see a full on. Was it rated R? PG thirteen. For a PG thirteen movie, this is like one of the better horror movies. You think so? For PG thirteen, yeah. Yeah, I just don't see it. It just didn't do anything to push the PG thirteen. Imagine if it was rated R though, and you got like some really good actual gory death scenes do you think that would have helped it i just think the story was just i just wish they would have done something new with the actual story maybe go like into finding out like what this thing is Mm -hmm. a little more maybe uh i mean the i could do i like gore but i could do without it if the story is like intriguing yeah uh it just didn't it just didn't do anything to move the needle on anything fresh or or new well i think rob savage made the best with what he had um it was like one of those nights where he haven't gone to the grocery store so you got to get creative you're like okay i'm not working with a lot let's pull out some spices let's look in this cabinet what's back here and he made a hey, decent Helen, give me the time we need to re-up on some fucking smoked paprika yeah so i think he did okay 
I hope next time. Again, the directing was, there was nothing wrong with the camera work. Uh, it was shot very like, you know, very uh, close quarters. Uh, again, just the quick cuts in the action, in the horror movies, just make it feel more like an action movie. I feel like something called the boogeyman should be internally creepy mm-hmm. and create more of a feeling of dread. And this just felt like, you know, like mission impossible boogeyman uh, in some scenes. Yeah, I can see that. I'd... But I would, I would totally give him another shot. Like I, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I look if forward. I saw him on um, a... to seeing what he's going to do next because if he can take this generic ass story with a movie called The Boogeyman and make something solid out of it, then imagine what he can do with like an actual intriguing story. Did you like A Quiet Place? Yeah, I did. Thought the sequels pretty good too. Sequel was pretty good. Um, And if it's anything like that, and the writers, you know, they're not terrible writers. I guess, you know, since they were adapting material from a short story, maybe it was just hard for them to just flesh it out. They didn't want to completely add stuff to it to, like, you know, not further taint Stephen King's work. Stephen King. Stephen King. (laughs) Stephen King. Stephen King. Mike Jones. Stephen Kang tipping on Fofo. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, we're going to stop. God, I can't talk now. <laughs> we're going to talk all about Stephen Kang in a bit. We're going to talk about our top five favorite Stephen Kang movies. <laughs> Stephen Kang. Donkey Kang. Uh, any more thoughts on The Boogeyman? Uh, Can we say anything else about it? Um, You know what? Overall... I thought it was just decent. I had a fun time watching it. I mean, I'm not saying it's amazing or anything. I would give it a rewatch at some point. I mean, I didn't for free when it comes on Peacock or something. I'll take this over evil dead rise. Thought it was better than that. Nah, man. Evil dead rise is at least fun. Uh, I don't know. I had fun with this movie. Okay. Let me, let me, I'm, I'm I'm glad you did. Let me pose a question to you. All right. Pose if it. James Wan had directed this movie <laughs> and everything was the same, do you think people would be this hard on it, including you? I think I can only speak for me in this sense. I think people are, I've heard people are enjoying this movie and yeah. that's without James Wan. So I think if James Wan did direct it, maybe people will praise him more. If I saw it, and if I knew it was directed by James Wan and I, you know, I saw it and going into it, I knew it was James Wan. I would be like, wow, this is, he fell far from that <laughs> plateau. Well, James Wan kind of does a similar thing. Like he takes a, a story that's been done a thousand times. Family moves into a house. Scary things happen. But people like those movies because of the slick camera work and the acting is usually passable. So if like the conjuring gets all this praise, how come this movie gets kind of shit on? Hmm. It's a good question. I think the conjuring does. a. I think that what the conjuring does and what James Wan did, at least with the conjuring, that is, to, that's to me taking the, the, uh, the possession genre and amping it up. I don't think, I know you're not a big fan of the conjuring, I just think it's okay. Kind of like this movie. I mean, it's just sort of... This is, this is so low. It's so weak <sighs> to me. 
the con like the way how how possession is portrayed in the conjuring it's just i feel like it's just amped up to 11 and the scares really get you and it's just like heart racing to, that's how I felt when I first watched The Conjuring, and I've seen it at least, I don't know, five or six times. Every time I watch it, uh, it still creeps me out. Uh, the jump scares are always effective, even though I know they're coming. I still get that unsettling feeling. Uh, and it's just, so, and like, you're just watching this family get torn apart. And maybe they're just, in my eyes, they're selling it better than these people in, in The Boogeyman. It was just... Again, just the pulse was just flat. There was no mm-hmm. client, no big climax, really. And the conjuring was more. I mean, it was a little actiony, mm-hmm. but like it was more in the vein of like a true horror movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, well, look. Regardless of all that, I think it's safe to say that we'll both be looking forward to whatever rob savage does next so yeah i'm looking he might be one of those guys to look out for you know we need some we need some new directors coming up so yeah he has some promise yeah he definitely has some promise with the and even even the writers like a quiet place was really really good they just repeated it in this one on a smaller scale um and they didn't fake me out. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, they're not. Te- I don't think they're terrible writers. I just think maybe they should stick with the original screenplays rather than adapting something that's already done. Yeah, I agree. And if you're going to pick something like a short story or something, pick something a little more unique than a monster comes out of the closet when it gets dark. I mean, they saw that and went. Cash grab PG 13. <laughs> Let's go. I'm sure it made money at the box office this weekend. We'll have to look at the numbers tomorrow. Oh, Hey, before I forget. Um, so I went to the Alamo draft house to an early screening last Tuesday for this, and they were handing out these promotional keychains. Pretty cool. I love a good movie promo item. Alamo does that all the time, so you're lucky you have one right next to you. Yes, so... AMC doesn't give a fuck about their customers. Here's what we're going to do. Bastard. If you mess... <laughs> That's an inside joke. We'll get on that road. Um, If you message Stephen Kang to the... <laughs> to the Spook House... Stephen Kang. To the Spook House Instagram, just send us a message, say Stephen Kang... Um, I'll send you one of these along with some spook house stickers. So there you go. I got like four of these I'm going to send out. So if you're listening right now, hurry up, jump on it. Say Steve, yell Stephen Kang. Even better. Send a voice note of you saying Stephen <laughs> Kang. Yeah. Even better. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think we have a whole lot else to say about the boogeyman. It's going to be pretty forgettable. Yeah. Well, are you ready to talk about some not forgettable movies? I'm so ready to talk about this because me and Phil were talking about it, and I don't think we really went deep ever into Stephen Kang's uh, filmography. No, not really. Um, we talked about it. We talked about, you know, obviously we've mentioned Stephen Kang movies here and there. Yeah, um, yeah now we're going to do, uh, we were talking about it, and we were thinking about naming our top five 
picks for our top five fave uh, Stephen Kang movies. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. And holy shit, there are a lot of them. Tons. Yeah. Stuff that I even, I'm because I did the same thing as you when you told me you were looking at uh, Wikipedia to yeah. see what he's done, just to like jog your memory. Yep. I did the same thing and was like, yeah, I forgot about like 10 of these movies. Why don't you start us off with your first one, Doug? What do you got? Okay, so the first one I'm going to pick, uh, we might as well just talk about this together because I know for a fact, I'm pretty, I'm a hundred percent sure that this is also on your list because it's so hard to not pick it. What's that? The shining. I mean, yeah, got the VHS right here. The shining. This is top five easily favorite horror movies of all time. I mean, top five easily. Yeah. I've seen this. I don't know how many times, but I mean, it's a masterpiece. I love it. Stephen King's not a fan of it. No, Doug, for some Doug reason, is searching. I was looking for Oh, mine. yeah, you got the... I like that cover better. This is like the... Uh, this is like a... Oh, the collector's edition. A little later re-release. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about this is that the text on the spine is inverted uh-huh. as every other tape, so it looks fucking weird. Ah, uh, okay. And there, um, there is a Warner Brothers clamshell edition of The Shining. You ever seen that? It's pretty rare. No, I don't think I've ever seen yeah. it. It's like a white clamshell? No, like the black uh, Warner Brother clamshells. Oh, with the gold uh-huh. like trim. Yeah, it looks okay, really yeah, badass. Yeah. But I saw one sold on eBay recently for like 100 bucks or something. Apparently, they're pretty wow. hard to find. Well, we're going to have to keep a lookout for that just to just to see what it looks like and hold it in person. Little but yeah, like Phil said. VHS episode over here. I was like, well, we got some of these tapes. Why not talk about them? Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, I have a couple... I have a couple Stephen Kang ones over here, but some that are not on my list. The ones on my list are in the other bookcase that I have. Um, but yeah, The Shining. Um, what was your first experience with The Shining? When did you first watch it? Ooh, I was probably that's a good place to start. Fourteen or fifteen or so, and I want to say I just bought it from Best Buy. Back in the days when going to Best Buy to the horror DVD section was like an event. Yeah. God, I missed. And they were days. actually organized, and things just aren't thrown about. And now you go in that there, was, and it's like time. home security equipment and dishwashers <laughs> and TVs, and that's it. They have like the movie section literally looks like it's been ravaged by wolves. Yeah, <laughs> the boxes are eaten and everything. Um, yeah, but back in like the glory days of Anchor Bay, oof. Anchor, yeah. Oh, man. And you had those like 10 disc collections of random horror movies. That was always fun to get. Yeah. Um, and just fi- just finding stuff that you never seen before. I mean, it's it was just like going to Blockbuster. Yeah. But I think I bought it around that time and I've watched it so many times since then. I mean, talk about talk about a vibe. It's a vibe, bro. Um, this movie's <laughs> definitely a vibe. Oh, Mal- fucking Gen Z Phil coming out to play. <laughs> no cap, bro. Dead ass. <laughs> On God for real. Stay prayed up, baby. All cap, no play makes Jack a dead <laughs> ass fuckboy. <laughs> <laughs> All cap, no bussin' makes Jack a... <laughs> Jack Torrance has like the broccoli haircut with a fucking earring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jack... <laughs> He needs, he needs a fresh tape up. 
About to catch that fade, bro. <laughs> Jack Torrance 666 on TikTok. <laughs> Did you know that there is a hidden 666 in the maze on The Shining? You know, like the overhead shot? Next time you watch it, yeah. there's like a... Did you watch that Room 237 documentary? Is that what it's on? Uh, I don't know if they talked about that. I have seen that once a very long time ago, and it's pretty interesting. I don't know how how accurate some of that shit is. I think a lot of it is people reading a little too hard into it. Yeah, yeah. But there is some uh, interesting theories. I didn't see the 666 one, so I'm going to have to keep a lookout for that. It's been a hot minute since I've seen The Shining. Just because I've seen it so many times. Right. Um, but when I saw it for the first time, I think I was like, I might have been like 12 or 13 or something like that. And um, so me, my dad and my sister used to go on skiing trips. And before we, so my dad had like a ski condo in Vermont. But before that, we used to just like go to hotels in upstate New York and uh, it's mountain is Wyndham mountain. Uh-huh. Uh, and we always would stay at this place called the hotel Vienna. And my sister refused. She made it a point to say to my dad and the hotel clerk, do not give us room two thirty seven. Uh-huh. And my sister does not like horror movies. And we watched the shining and she was not about it. <laughs> um, I loved every second of the shining. That might've been one of the, yeah, one of the ones to just like con- that like really gripped me. Yeah. Because obviously Stanley Kubrick is such a visionary director that I was just wowed. Yeah, it's such a from what I was seeing. Cerebral movie. Um just puts you Yeah, in a, very, very hip. Yeah, puts you in a just a weird headspace, almost hypnotic, you know? But yeah, that's what I fucking love it. That's what Stanley Kubrick does with his directing style. But like just very, very um meticulous. Yeah. Everything about that movie is meticulous and the acting is just incredible, just raw and gritty. It goes beyond horror into like, it's just it's like it's on category or something. It's Stanley Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> That's the category. Um, obviously award-winning performances by Jack Nicholson, uh, Shelley Duvall, just like Scatman Carruthers. Scatman Carruthers. Hell yeah. Coolest name ever. Uh, is that his real name? Seriously. No, it can't be. I don't know. Like when he was maybe when he was born, where his mom and dad, like, what should we name him? Scatman. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if they were like in like a jazz trio or it's something. It's gotta be a nickname. Like a, There's right no passage. way that's real. Carruthers might be his last name. Yeah, I'm sure it is, but Are you are you, are yeah, you looking it up? Kind of right. looking it up. Um yeah, his death death scene is awesome there's really like how many deaths are in this movie jack scatman and that's it no i mean unless you're counting lloyd but and the and the twins which oh. you don't really see but they're kind of just ghosts and bloody talk about imagery though easily some of the best imagery in yeah a movie let alone just a horror movie ever so many and symmetrical like, scenes yeah, just very sat. Everything's very satisfying to look at. Again, going back to the meticulous nature of Stanley Kubrick's directing, mm-hmm. and even if you've never seen the this movie, transcends like age, because even if you've never seen the movie, you know 
the two twins standing in the hallway. You might know, um, you know, Jack Nicholson's head popping up out of the snow. The grandma in the bathtub. Yeah. Fuck that scene. <laughs> yeah. Benjamin Sherman Crothers. That's right. his real name. Not Scatman. Not as cool as Scatman. Not quite as cool. But still, cool last name. Died. Crothers makes me think of like uh, ghostly cream cheese. Hmm. Like a brand of ghostly <laughs> cream cheese. All right. Crothers. Yeah, he died in 1986. Oh, fuck. He died? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I didn't know that. Do so you think he was still alive? I mean, I mean, kind Jack of. Nicholson's still alive. So is Shelley Duvall. Uh, so, well, barely. Yeah. They're both barely still alive, which is very upsetting. Um, no shit. That sucks. Did it say how he died? Uh, you're really taken back by this. <laughs> you're you're know, like, holy shit. <laughs> this is news to me. This is news right now. Uh, lung cancer. Oh, that's a yeah, bummer. Struggled with it for nearly four years. So. Damn. RIP scat man. He had to be like in his fifties around there. He was looking pretty or maybe late forties. Yeah. So yeah, the shining, no surprise that it's on both of our lists. So has to had be. To, it just had has to get to it out of the way. So I guess it reverts back to you, Doug. What else you got? To me? Oh yeah, going well, with you. I, mean, I, I said the shining. Well, you said the shining. It was also one of mine. So <laughs> I'm really curious to know how much of our list matches up. We'll find out. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. So for out. this one, <laughs> stay tuned. Um, I'll mention this one second. I'm looking at a post-it that I wrote down. Um, I think this one is very underrated. Uh, and we've mentioned it before on the podcast a couple times. Uh, I'm going to go with Thinner. Hey, all right. I thought you might pick that. Is that on your list too? It's not up there. It's on the honorable mentions. I, I did some honorable mentions too. Yeah. Funny you well, I mean, there's just <laughs> so many to pick. I figured there's might as lot. well touch on some of them. But that's a really, really interesting concept. If one movie I could see being remade, I would like to see a thinner remake. I would hope that, you know, I agree with you. I just hope it doesn't go into like the like fat shaming realm of some guy like struggling with his weight. I mean, that could be a good concept to kind of like you know accept yourself in your own body blah 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 have like sort some sort of a message i just hope it wouldn't get like misconstrued as body shaming but it is like a it is a terrifying thing to think of that like every second you're just every day you're just losing weight because you have a curse put on you those gypsies are terrifying in this movie yeah um good old-fashioned gypsies it's been a minute since i watched it I saw that one very young. I, re- I remember renting that when I was like, I don't know, eight or nine or something. Oh, so, even before The Shining. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's solid. I don't remember like the ending of it or everything. I know the the fat suit is really bad. It's pretty. Yeah. You could literally see his regular chin yeah. popping up over like the makeup. Yeah. But it is it is very it is a very fun watch. Uh, a little long. Uh, they could probably shave that down a little bit. Like, probably, uh, probably lose some weight there. Yeah, like a lot of Stephen King movies. So is there a lot? It's a lot of TV movies. Yeah, that's true. Uh, oh wow! I'm fucking. I'm a fucking idiot. Wow. 
but I just realized I forgot to put something on my top five, which probably should be there, but I like my list. Um, all right. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, thinner. Um, I would say, I would say to rewatch it, uh, since you haven't watched it in a minute, just because it's just like, it's just fun and it's goofy. It's campy, even though it's like a serious type of subject. Um, I know they shot it in Southport, North Carolina. Same. Did they yeah, really? Same place they shot. I know what you did last summer and a lot of Nicholas Spark shit. All right. So it's my turn. Any, any, yeah, that's all I have to say about dinner. That's uh, that's it for me. Okay. All right. What you got? All right. I'm going to go with, this is a me pick. Okay. It's not one of the hey. bigger Stephen King movies, but I love it. I, this is personal top five. I baby. picked Secret Window. Hmm. Johnny Depp. Interesting. John Turturro. Interesting you ever seen choice. it? Uh, yes. I never finished it. Oh. But I know what happens. Okay. Well, I love this movie. I saw it in theaters when it came out in 2004. Yep. 2004. And I've rewatched it many times over the years. For some reason, it's just a comfort movie. I, maybe it has to do with the setting. I love that that log cabin just has a cozy vibe to it. Yeah. I think the, the dynamic between John Turturro and Johnny Depp is really good. So it felt very, uh, at least from what I saw up until it felt very like Alfred Hitchcock, at least the concept. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. That's what I, that's what I liked about it. I don't know why I didn't finish it and never went back to it. Um, so I need to, um, but yeah, I, I completely forgot about that movie. Yeah, I always forget that it's a Stephen King movie. But I love it. Yeah, and... Uh, sorry, go ahead. I said no, I mean, I just said I love it. And I could watch it. I probably watch it like once a year. It's just one of those comfort movies for me. Do you think that's, that's an underrated movie? Or do you think like it's too predictable like watching it again? I think it's kind of underrated. You don't hear a whole lot of people talking about it. Yeah, I, especially not in Johnny Depp's filmography kind of gets buried underneath all the other big budget type of stuff. Yeah, I agree. And this was right around the time uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was coming out, I believe. Right. Yeah. When was the first one? Like 2005, I guess. Maybe 2006. Yeah. Maybe 2003. Yeah. I think 2003. (laughs) I've never been a big fan of those movies for some reason. I've never seen them. I have I've had no interest. I saw one of them in theaters, maybe like the Curse of the Black Pearl or something. And I went to like a nine o'clock showing. Oh my and god. I was like, oh my god, end, please. This movie's like <laughs> four hours long. Have you ever walked out of a movie? I feel like we've talked about this numerous uh, times. But I probably forgot. When I saw Avatar in two thousand nine, this is back when I smoked cigarettes and me and my ex-girlfriend stepped out to smoke a cigarette. And she was like, uh, do you like this movie? It's like an hour into it. And I was like, no. Nah. She was like, me neither. And I was like, do you just want to go home? <laughs> so that's what we did. I didn't go back. Uh, James Cameron would teabag you if you heard that. Well, sorry, James Cameron. With his blue balls. I was so bored. Uh, yeah, I was never really hot on that movie either. I saw it like a year after. And I was like, I, I get it, mm-hmm. but like, I cannot get into it. The world that he built in Avatar, of course, from like a director standpoint and creative standpoint, incredible. 
don't care about anything else. Yeah, it's a four-hour screensaver. You know, it's pretty to look at. Other than that, there's just... You could practically hear the Windows 98 or Windows <laughs> XP log on. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Um, have you ever walked out of a movie? Yes, two. What? Um, Evergreen Terrace. Uh, wow, not Evergreen. Wow, Terrace. we're talking about some, some metalcore here. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's a good band. <laughs> I love that band. Evergreen Terrace. <laughs> I had a sweatshirt that I fucking threw out, or I can't find anymore. I love that band. Uh, not Evergreen Terrace. Uh, Lakeview Terrace with Samuel L. Jackson, Kerry Washington, and your boy, uh, Patrick Middle of the Road Wilson. Um, Never heard of basically, it. Basically, Samuel, don't watch it. Samuel L. Jackson is basically mad uh, that an interracial couple is living next to them and he makes their life hell, and it's just really, really bad. All right. Uh, well, he's literally like a fucking pain in the ass neighbor. Just annoyed that like a white dude is dating a black chick and they're in love. And he's like, you guys can't be happy. And he's fucking shooting holes through the fence huh. and just like breaking in their house and ruining their shit. It's just stupid. That's yeah, pretty stupid concept. And I was like, yes, movie's trash. And then, um, Hancock is one that I was evergreen terror. Uh, evergreen. <laughs> I keep fucking saying it. <laughs> because that's more memorable to me than the actual movie. Lakeview Terrace, I was like, this movie sucks, I'm leaving. Hancock, I was furious. I hated that movie. I never saw it. I know it had the kid from Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween, Dig, whatever, I think he... I don't remember. I, yeah. I got like 40 minutes in, maybe like a little over a half hour, and like something turned and I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I can't do this anymore. This sucks. Mm. This is terrible. Uh, just so kitschy and tone deaf and just like, just bored, like just like painfully boring. It just, it was just not fun. Mm. Wasn't entertaining to me, but yeah, that one, that one was trash. Well, maybe I'll add an evergreen terrace song to the end of this episode. How about that? Remember that covers <laughs> album that they did? Yo, I listen, I still listen to that. There's their zero cover. Their cover of uh, Zero by Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. They also did Mad World. That was really good. Yeah. That album was fire. Dude, Wolf Biker, when that came out in 2007, seven, eight, seven? yeah. Fire. I saw them play a very small club when they were touring that album. Oh, yeah, really? Wow. Fun. I wish I would have saw that. Um. All right, Doug, I believe it is your turn. What is up next? All right. I'm going to go... Um... Which one do I want to pick on my list here? Um, I'm just going to go with something that just I've seen so many times, and it's uh, Shawshank Redemption. Solid pick. I love that movie. Yeah. I think it's just a beautiful story, and it's it's a cla- it's a classic. You wouldn't think... I mean, Stephen King is obviously a very talented writer, but going from like Shawshank to The Shining and like how people adapt it, as a young kid, I was like, holy shit, that guy did this. Right. Like he wrote both of these things. Um, I mean, Morgan Freeman as and just like the concept of like getting to know these prisoners who are not like, you know, they've done bad shit, but you're really getting to like, know them is interesting to watch as like a kid. I think I watched it in school the first time. Oh, wow. It's not really a kid friendly movie. Maybe I didn't. I don't, I remember watching it in school for some reason. Maybe I'm lying. I watched Amistad in school, 
um, for some reason. We always watch uh, Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds that would make me not want to watch movies ever again. Um, you don't like Forrest Gump? It's it's oh. all right. I mean, I don't really I don't really like Tom Hanks that much. That's why I haven't watched The Birds. Wow. Yet. I'm just not a big fan of Uncle Tom. You don't Tom like Hanks. Cast uh, Castaway? That's okay. I mean, there's some movies that I'm like, this is a good movie, but like, I would rather someone else in the role than Tom. How Hanks. about the Green Mile? It's a Stephen King Green, movie. I, Green Mile was on yeah. there. Green Mile, I was thinking Dude, about that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I'm like, I don't feel like crying tonight, so I don't want to watch the Green yeah, Mile. That is exactly. a fucking tearjerker. <laughs> I can't watch those movies where people get like wrongfully accused and they're yeah. just berating them. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Those movies, dog movies where like the dog obviously dies. And like those types of movies where like they arrest like a black man that's wrongfully accused and white men are just being fucking evil. I can't, I can't watch it. It fucking makes me cry. <laughs> yeah. Well, avoid the green mile. If, uh, if you <laughs> feel the same way, I mean, it's a, it's an amazing movie. But it's great. Um, shit. What movie were we talking about? Michael Clark Duncan is the man. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. We to that Shawshank. dude. Mm, hell yeah. yeah. He was, the, he was the Yo, best. Did he you ever so... see the slamming salmon? Yes. Broken lizard. Yes. And I knew you were going to oh, say that. So dude, funny. Such an underrated movie. Yeah. Yeah. Folks we're listening. Gonna... If you've never seen the slamming salmon, it's made by the same guys who did like super troopers and all that. Yes. But that movie never gets really talked about. No, not at it all. It is so funny. And it really like depicts the restaurant yeah. industry. I think it's better Pretty than Super bad. Troopers. Oof, that might be blasphemy. But I I could see the debate. Mm-hmm. It's right. It's up there. Um, We could do a Broken Lizard episode. I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, when he's like, oh my God. When he was like, meat drapes. Oh, yeah. It's for droppities, sir. <laughs> What of a motherfucker? So, <laughs> what of a motherfucker? He's <laughs> so funny in that movie. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I dude, I could yeah, we could talk about uh, fucking broken lizard movies all day. Yeah, but back to Shawshank. There's not a whole lot we can say about it. That I mean, it's a perfect movie. It's one of those movies. Five, out, five out of five. Ten out of ten. I could start watching it at any point. You know, halfway through the movie, but if I come across it, I'm like, I'm watching this. It's just it's yeah. And dude, the part with uh, Brooks, his whole speech about his like suicide note, basically yeah, he can't, can't operate on the outside because he doesn't feel comfortable. He doesn't feel that's upsetting when he goes to like the supermarket and yeah. he just doesn't he just can't function in the real world. All he knows is prison. Yeah, that is a heavy fucking scene. But, it's sad, man. Yeah. But like the ending where they meet on the beach and everything, it's just. It's just beautiful. It's a story it's about a great, friendship great when you think about it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They meet on the inside and Andy Dufresne is, you know, doing his thing and they're all separate. They all come together. Uh, another long movie, but like it keeps you again. And Frank Darabont directed that too, who, you know, yeah. First show run uh, the walking dead and he's done so many other and also things. Also the mist. Another Stephen King movie. I haven't seen it. Really? I think we talked no, about this, I've right? I've never Yeah, I think you told me to watch it, uh, and I haven't gotten around to it yet. It's on my honorable mention list. I tried to rewatch it recently and I realized that <clears throat> even if it's just a character, like the the cliche 
Christian character that won't shut up about the Bible and the end times and judging yeah. people. Even if it's a part of the movie, I have a hard time listening to it. And I was like, I can't listen to this right now. Like, turning it off. But it's a decent creature feature movie. So definitely check it out. Yeah, that's what I've... I've all I've been hearing is the twist, the twist, the twist, the twist is great. You got to stay for the twist and blah, blah, blah. I somehow avoided all spoilers. Um, I wonder if I'll get pissed off at the preacher guy, too. I think. Um, preaching, but. Uh, oh, wait, we did talk about this on. Yeah, that episode that we'll never. OK, next time. Oh, <laughs> oh that was the one. Oh, <laughs> long completely completely disregarded everything that we talked long hilarious story um yeah check out the mist um shit shawshank keep it together buddy keep Keep it together together. keep it together (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah shawshank i mean what else more can we say about it besides it's a perfect movie and it's just great all around easily um might be one of the best movies of all time. Just screenwriting. I mean, people reference it filmmaking. as, hey, it's no Shawshank Redemption, but it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, it's a reference point. That's how good it is. It's yes. like the Michael Jordan of movies. Like, hey, I'm no Michael Jordan, but I play a little bit of basketball. <laughs> Dude, speaking of Michael Jordan. Yeah, when people shank someone in prison, they go like Shawshank instead of like <laughs> shooting a ball and going Kobe. <laughs> Did you see Air? No. And you know what? I'm on the fence because like, you would like it. I don't give a shit about the white people who invented the shoe that Michael Jordan plays in, but I hear amazing things. About you would it. like it because I know you're a Michael Jordan fan and it's really well done. I mean, people, and we talked about the last dance like numerous times. I've seen that documentary like four times, right? Yeah. But check it out. I love that. It's on prime. I was thinking about it for free. Yeah, A lot of people are calling it a dad movie. Apparently that's a term these days. Like it's a total huh. dad movie, which I guess is fair. And just because Michael Jordan was in the nineties and all the people growing up now, their dads, I guess, I don't know. Saw Michael Jordan back in the day. Ah, maybe. Yeah. Hey, fuck it. Dad's movie. Dad movies are good. Shawshank Redemption could be a dad movie. Sure. Why not? Um, all right. I believe it is a, uh, your turn. Okay. Now. Taking it back to the horror side of things. Um, this is one of my favorite anthology movies. I had to pick Tales from the Dark Side. I mean, I just think it's Mm. one of the best anthology movies. It might be one of my favorites or my actual favorite. I mean, Steve Buscemi. Favorite of Stephen King? No, like just favorite horror anthology movie. Oh, anthology. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. Holds up. It's really good. Who's um who's casted in it again? Um, who's in Steve it? Buscemi is in the first story with the mummy. Okay. And Christian Slater is in yes. it. Yes. Yeah. That's the okay. I vaguely remember Christian Slater. Yeah, but I just think that all three stories are really well done. Usually with anthologies, there's like there's always one stinker, you know? Like, yeah. eh, well, you can kind of skip this one. This one's not very good. But great. Uh, makeup effects done by KMB. It's just really solid. 1990. Oh, that was 90s. Yeah. Right on the cusp of 90s. I mean, it um, still feels like late 80s. It's that weird flux time between, you know, 
anything up to 1991 still feels like 1989. Yes. And you could feel the transition. Yeah. In like some of those like middle like mid nineties movies, like the craft, basically. I rewatched You're that like, oh, three nights ago. Time. Love that movie. That movie still holds up. So good. Honestly, one of my most uh terrifying scenes is the end the ending of that movie because I do not like snakes and like reptiles like that, uh, and they're falling from the fucking sky. And that is not my idea of a good time. Good, really good movie. Obviously holds up. I mean yeah casting and everything and story they, but uh, they remade that right it came out and just kind of sort of came and went i didn't hear anybody talk about it i didn't see it no like you said it was just kind of forgettable it happened did you watch it uh no i would never uh i mean i, I wouldn't say never um i did watch the black christmas 2019 remake and i did uh actually enjoy that one i just wish they didn't call it black christmas hmm. i didn't see that one it has literally nothing to do with Black Christmas. Um, I thought it was just stupid fun. Uh, now we're going off on a crazy uh, tangent. Tales from the Dark Tales Side. Tales from the Dark Side. Check it out. Uh, I wish I could say more about it. I just don't remember it. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to talk about it a whole lot, but just throwing that one out there. Check it out if you've never seen it. I believe it is it's streaming somewhere for free. So I, Probably on Tubi. Yeah. So I'm one of those. I watched it pretty recently. I don't have it on VHS or anything. No. Do you have it? The artwork mm, on the VHS no. is pretty sick. Um, wait, I. Doug is perusing his his wall of tapes. I, I don't think I don't think so. No, I don't have it. I have the tease over here. I don't have it. I have another anthology that I thought was it, but I think it's. No, I think it's like Tales from the Crypt. I forgot what it was. I don't know. Hmm. If I do find it, I will get it and send it to you. Actually, I have a ton of tapes uh, I need to send to you. I just got like random. What that you got in your hall? Uh, just different things. I'll take the Night of the Creeps. Uh, I can't have that one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like what Night of the Creeps? Hey, I, don't know I love you, buddy, but uh, <laughs> you ain't getting that one. No, nah, no, that one's yours. No, I'll, I'll hook you up with some good stuff. So now I'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do, we'll do a solid trade, but, um, all right. All right. So what's on your uh, list next, Doug, what you got? If we're, if we're going with anthologies. Oh, I think uh, I know what's coming. You already know. Uh, creep show two. Oh, creep show two. All right. That's my creep show. Two is my, one of my top five favorite horror movies ever of all time. Hmm. I think it, reign supreme over the first creep show um i love the stories a lot more in the first creep show not knocking the first creep show entirely i just love the campiness of creep show too um not a lot of big actors which kind of doesn't throw me off that's what kind of throws me off with creep show that like ted danson and leslie nielsen are in it i just like i don't know takes me out of the story i love that one though that's like my favorite story in creep show I do, I do like that one, but I'm like, it's fucking Naked Gun. Yeah. <laughs> it just takes me, like, I, it takes me out of it. I like the story. Uh, but, like, the raft in Creepshow 2 creeped me out uh, when I was a kid, uh, when I was watching it when I was, like, 14, 13, around there. Uh, the Hitchhiker, terrifying story. Uh, again, another KMB effects joint um, type of deal with the makeup. <laughs> what? Another KMB joint. Can't be joint, Spike Lee. 
Um, I love the creeper in this one. Tom Savini's creeper throwing the magazines off the back of the uh, the post uh, post office That's truck. Right, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I just love this one in and out. Uh, this might be my favorite Stephen King. At it, you know, uh, yeah. Between that or The Shining, it's kind of hard to pick. But all right, I just love Creepshow too. I love the imagery of it. I love how it's like colorful mm-hmm. and just like gooey and bright. It's just, I just love. What it. year was that? Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Because Creepshow's eighty-two. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of years passed between. Uh, Did between George the Romero show. direct the sequel? I believe so. Hmm. I again, I could be wrong. Rick Wakeman, I know from uh, Yes, did the score. Oh shit! I didn't know that. <clears throat> hey, you know what's another good George Romero Stephen King movie? Have you ever seen The Dark Half? No, I have. It's actually not. pretty damn good. I just saw it for the first time about a year ago. But Timothy Hutton. Oh, uh, Timothy Hutton lead actor in it and he goes all in like he's just fully unhinged but really solid movie check it out if you've never watched it before i'm gonna have to watch yeah i i really need to give it a rewatch i don't remember a whole lot about it but i was like holy shit this is really good hell yeah baby gotta check that one out uh but yeah creep that's creep show too for me uh that's easily any any ranking video that we do or anytime I talked to someone about like favorite horror movies. Creepshow two is always like one of the first mentions. Nice. And also fun fact. Um, I forgot his, I forgot the actor's name, but the dude with the long hair in the first story, uh, old chief Woodenhead. Uh-huh. That's the dude. He was in my, um, mind hunter. Oh, all right. Uh, he played bill tench. All right, I never saw my piercing blue eye, dude. You would love it. Hmm. I think you'd really like it. It's so good. Uh, what year was that? Had to be eighties. Oh, what year did it take place? No, like the movie Mindhunter. Oh, I'm talking about the series. Oh shit, wasn't it a movie too? There's a movie called Mindhunter, right? Or am I crazy? I think you're right. Are you talking about? I know there's a movie called Manhunter, which is like that's, the. That's probably okay. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Mindhunter the is the, uh, based... the David Fincher show. Right? Yes. Okay. I love anything. Yeah, David going Fincher. into like, yeah, Dave, David Fincher, easily one of the best things he's done. I think long form. The series is so good, so well written, smart acting is great. Uh, it's like a serial serial killers who's who in that show, because mm. it's them like going through. It's like based on real events of the FBI creating this department where it studies the psychological reasoning behind why serial killers do what they do. It's really good. All right. Um, we got to do an episode on Zodiac sometime. I know we both love that movie. So dude, if we're talking about favorite movies of all time, that's in my top 20. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd say it would be in mine as well. Yeah. So good. David Fincher just, Ever see Memento? Yes. Another one that's just like, what the fuck? Did David Fincher do that? Oh, pretty sure. Did he? He didn't? I don't think so. Was that Chris? Fuck, I might. Uh, 
<laughs> Shit, well then excuse me. Memento. I don't think it was David Fincher, but let me check real quick. It was... Oh, shit, Christopher Nolan. That's right. I knew it was like a Nolan. big profile director that did it. That's right. Fuck. All right. Um, Whose turn is it? Uh, it's your turn. My turn. All right. I will go with... This is a not a surprise, but I got to talk about it. Pet Cemetery. I was waiting for it, baby. Yeah. I mean, how can you not pick this? I know, Doug, you just saw this for the first time recently. Yeah, about a month ago. Uh, that's why it's not on my top five, because I still need to sit with it and watch it again as much as I really loved it. But you've loved this movie since you first seen it. Yeah, I mean, I saw this one, God, when I was like really young. It's just one of those movies that's always been there. You got to give it that rewatch, baby. Yeah, it was really good from when I when I watched it. Um <laughs> The story is great. The acting is great. Uh, unpredictable. Um, again, it's. I agree that this is a movie that you could rewatch over and over. It's like a comfort. It's a comfort watch. It's a very like satisfying movie. Satisfying in like a directorial way. Like just the way it's shot. Somebody said recently that Pet Cemetery has kind of a lifetime movie feel to it, and I was like, <laughs> huh, yeah. I can see that. I can see the little Lifetime logo in the corner. Yeah. You know? Lifetime the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, not, not, not nothing wrong with that. Yeah, not um, at all. Just because they really don't go a lot of places, really, I guess. It's not like a big, sprawling, epic adventure. Yeah. Um, don't let them get all the road, nice Lois. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> is this one of your top five favorite movies, favorite horror movies of all time? Nah. I know you talk about it a lot not it's not up there like that top 50 for sure um yeah, top 50 would be hard yeah god i can't even imagine trying to make that list but yeah it's definitely like top 50 maybe even like top 30 or something but just a solid watch i mean i'm sure everybody listening has seen it as well not a whole lot i can say about it but the remake sucked ass uh that's the one i saw first Oof. What were they? And now I realize that it's not that great. <laughs> yeah. I just remember female director, by the way, too. Mary Lambert, I believe. Yeah. She did the sequel as well, which I have two copies of that on VHS for some reason now. So you're definitely getting one of those. I'll take it. I'll take it just for, just for the, just to have the it. Sequel's actually pretty good. Yeah. I would love to, uh, I would love to get into it. Yeah. Great Clancy Just Brown. Just like how you recently watched uh, the Fright Night sequel. Oh, yes. Finally saw Fright Night too, And, dude, I loved it. Love, loved it. I mean, I thought it was just a great continuation from the first. It has that classic 80s vibe to it. Lots of blue lights. and Yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. I'm def- it's fun, man. Yeah. It's fun. It, w- it wasn't anything like the first. Uh, which kind of throws you off uh, in the beginning. It's just a fun. It's just a fun movie. Yeah, I thought Tommy Lee Wallace. If you're in the mood for like, um, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, I was just gonna say if you're in the mood for just like a fun throwaway '80s movie, like you're just you just want to put on something that you don't really need to pay attention to or goes doesn't go too in depth. Like this is just a fun movie. Yeah the um, the roller skating death scene. Dude, I had to rewind that twice. I was like, that is so fucking cool. 
I love that scene. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you liked it that much. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Fright Night Two is on YouTube of all places. Actually, a really mm. high quality version as well. YouTube has been putting out movies a lot lately for free, and they're pretty. They're pretty solid. Yeah, but I thought Tommy Lee Wallace did a. He understood the assignment, yeah. as the kids say. <laughs> it's like such a. These are the witch boomer. baby Tommy Lee Wallace. Don't miss. <laughs> oh, and he also directed the the first It from 1990. Is that on your list? That's the one I forgot. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> but it gets an honorable hey, mention. I mean, we can go ahead and talk about it real quick. I mean, I think the first half is it on yours? No, it didn't make the cut. Honorable yeah. mention. I think just because the second half of that movie, it really goes downhill for me. The first half is like 10 out of 10, all the stuff with the kids, but oh yeah, absolutely. there's some dog shit acting in the second half of that movie. Don't blame it on John Ritter though. Uh, John hey, Ritter held it together. I love John Ritter. Damn it, Deb. Is that you in there? So <laughs> like, yeah, maybe take that again, John. You can do better than that. Come on. <laughs> now nah, they were, they were shooting quick. But I mean, just for the sheer Kiss fact that, that <laughs> dude, Tim Curry, <laughs> you cannot deny the greatness of Tim Curry. Oh, of course not. In that movie. Uh, easily one of the most iconic roles ever. The library scene with the balloons floating and everything. Um, so good. But yeah, it's the movie as a whole kind of is not great. Yeah. I could put it on. Yeah. I could enjoy it. Uh, it's like a fucking eight hour movie. Um, but I only want to see the stuff with Tim Curry. I don't care about anything else. Yeah, I agree. If Tim Curry is not in the scene, then I'm going to be bored. Oh shit. I just remembered one that I've been making a mental note to talk about all week and I didn't have it down and I'm pretty sure you don't either. Um, uh, whose, tur- maybe? whose turn is it? I think yours, what you got? I think it, yeah. Uh, so yeah, because you talk about Pet Cemetery. Right. Um, so this is the last one. This is my fifth. Yeah, but we can we can uh, talk about whatever. So yeah, we can just right. keep throwing. What Steven made the cut? You're not gonna like this. Oh one. <laughs> wait, let me guess. Because you're gonna you famously, we've talked about this movie and you are not a fan. You better not say Doctor Sleep. Fuck, Doug. That's it. Podcast is done. Thank you for listening, everybody. Oh, having a night. Well, hi there. Oh, I dude. When I I don't know what it is. Trash. I just thought that Mike Flanagan took this book and elevated it beyond belief and stayed true to like that. He gave me Stanley Kubrick vibes in 2019. Somehow he. The, the casting choices was was great. I loved uh, Rebecca Ferguson as Rose the Hat. I love that character. I don't give a fuck what you say. I love yes, it. Yes, go on. <laughs> I love them fucking floating through the air, like literally like a two by four oh, from Home Depot, oh, flat as a like board. fucking X-Men. That's what this movie was. It was X-Men. The Shining version. Maybe that's why I love it. Huffing their fucking thought- farts or whatever they were doing. <laughs> And just the way they brought you back to the hotel, I was like, this is, I don't know, maybe it's a nostalgic reason for me loving The Shining so much, but I was like, yes. I love The Shining. I love this. And yeah, I'll admit the set design and everything was A+. They did a killer job redesigning the sets, but okay, cool. 
I'd rather I kind of just want to go watch The Shining right now. I mean, yeah, I mean, The Shining is you really can't deny that anyone would rather watch that over Dr. Sleep or other way around. I don't know. I just like the continuation of the story. I didn't think you could really do much in it. I really didn't know anything about the book, uh, but I love the idea of Danny Torrance years later, kind of suppressing his memories of what happened and then realizing that other people kind of have this ability uh, and then going cross country in that scene with Jacob Tremblay in the field when they're literally like burying him. Who's that? Um, or and murder him. Uh, the little oh, the kid. kid. And I was like, holy shit. Like talk about going for it. Yeah. I'll give and him that the whole. Yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, that scene was brutal. I loved how it didn't really pull any punches when it came to the rating. It was rated R, uh, nonetheless, but I just thought the effects were really good. I thought the story was really good. And Mike, Mike Flanagan don't miss man. Mm. Well, in my eyes, he hasn't missed. In my opinion, he missed with that one. I, <laughs> I mean, sorry. I just, I don't know. For some reason, I just, I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? What is this? Like, I couldn't get on board <laughs> with it. Did you not like it because, like, it was just, like, did you think it was corny? Yeah. Did you think it, like, didn't make I sense? I just thought, yeah, I just thought it was cheesy. The rose, the hat. God. Like, nah. But that's what the character was, though. Well, it was a bad character. She wanted to, like, manipulate kids, so she has to be, like, fucking Lori Berkner. With her fucking four non-blondes top hat. <laughs> More like home. fucking uh, Alex from A Clockwork Orange. <laughs> it was me, Jack Torrance. <laughs> all right, Dr. Sleep. Uh, yeah, that uh, that made my top five. All I, right. I have a if you want to talk about honorable mentions, I'm, I'm pretty sure we have the same. We might have the same honorable. I mention. think I have one more. Um, yeah, you have one, one more official top five. Okay, so I so okay, so I know this is what my honorable mention is. Um. Well, I had to pick Stand by Me. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about that movie right? too. Shit. Yeah. Do you like that movie? I saw it a long time ago uh, when I was young and uh, was upset and never watched it again. Um, But yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked watching it. You should definitely Um, give it a rewatch as an adult. Um, Yeah, it's just a solid movie start to finish. It's a perfect movie. Um, Yeah. Who directed that one? Was that Rob Rob Reiner? Reiner? Yes. Okay. But yeah, it uh, the ending just fucks me up every time. So sad. Yeah. Um, it's it's earth shattering, especially when you watch it as like a kid. You didn't really know that you could conjure up those emotions. Yeah, um, it makes me every time I watch that movie. So when I was like probably age five to twelve, my best friend was this kid named Michael. Like we lived in the same neighborhood. So every day we were like building forts or, you know, just doing random, doing kids, just doing random shit. You know, we were like those kind of friends, like sleepovers, all that. But yeah, like, like best. Bus. Yeah. And he died in a car accident when he was 16. So oh, I just think about 
him every time I watch it, and it just Damn. fucks me up. Like, yeah. How did uh, just like a freak car accident? He or, like, fell asleep. Like... Um, I think he was like coming back from a camping trip or something really early, and just fell asleep, drove off the road, died. Damn. But. And I guess sixteen, he was like literally just—he just got his license. I yeah, guess. Yeah. Well, he was uh seventeen actually, but okay. yeah, still pretty, still pretty fresh on the road. Damn, man, that's a. But yeah, every time I I watch that movie and he's talking about, uh, I forgot the exact line. He was like, you know, I never had friends like I did when I was eleven. Jesus, does anyone, you know, so. It's a rough line yeah. and who knows what could have been, you know, there's always those thoughts of, you know, what this person was missing out on yeah, and how he could have flourished and grew. And that's just upsetting. Yeah. So I just love the movie top to bottom. Definitely give it a rewatch, man. It, uh, it I need hits to. harder as an adult. Yeah. Especially dealing with, you know, as you get older, you deal with loss more than when you're a kid, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I definitely want to rewatch that one. I haven't seen it in however long. Uh, I do have it on tape. I believe if you don't have it, I'll send it to you. I used to have it. I might, I don't know. It might be around here somewhere. <clears throat> I found the cassette tape, the soundtrack one time. Oh, like, really? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I could. Damn. I wish I remembered more. Um, all right, Doug. So that was my last official pick. Let's throw out some honorable mentions. What you got? We have some, we have some, we have a solid two lists going on. Pretty, pretty different. Um, one of my, uh, my first, um, honorable mention was, uh, Silver Bullet. Ooh. All right. Love some Silver Bullet. Uh, Gary Busey's unhinged ass is always fun to watch. Uh, just love, again, the, cabin in the woods type setting uh i love um i love werewolf movies uh they're always fun to me Same. always makes me think of scooby-doo <laughs> um that scooby-doo episode the reluctant werewolf uh and it's just a fun it's just a, another just another fun movie yeah i've only seen it once um definitely overdue for a rewatch but yeah i love a good werewolf movie as well so I will check it out again. Yeah. The, the prosthetics are really good mm-hmm. on it too. I, um, this is a very, uh, it's a good comfort movie just to throw on. Hey, did you ever see the mangler? Do you remember that from 1995? Robert England? I know in what it? you're talking about. What? Robert England is in it. I was going to say Robert England. Isn't like Toby Hooper have something. Yeah. To do he with directed it. Maybe it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's been on my list because I haven't seen it, but I know what it is. I just never I saw probably it. haven't seen it in like 20 years. I don't remember much about it, but I saw the name and I was like, oh shit, I remember that movie. I got to write that down. So that's it. Another one that I haven't got around to watching that I hear is just like very, very good. Uh, the Dead Zone. I've never seen it either. Christopher Walken has like telekinesis. All right. Uh, one of, uh, yeah, that one wasn't on my list. I just thought of that one. Uh, one that is on my list for, uh, honorable mentions as well. 
uh, Maximum Overdrive. Ooh, yeah, that one didn't make the cut. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so dumb. Yeah, the only it's movie just... Stephen King has ever directed. And this was like... Yeah, and he was on so much cocaine. The height of his cocaine days. But, I mean, it's uh, it's fun in just a batshit insane kind of way. Exactly. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And Emilio Estevez is in yeah, it. Yeah, lots of ACDC, so God. <laughs> yeah. Heavy metal, just fucking armor all around. Yeah. It's just fucking... It's just really fun and really stupid. That's like the perfect movie that you could green light in the eighties that like, you don't believe it when you hear it. And when you see it, you're like, Oh yeah, this is, this is absolutely, this is what it is. Yeah. Cars coming to life and killing people. Okay. So I feel like I got to throw this one out as an honorable mention misery. Obviously a classic Also directed by Rob Reiner. Great performance by James Caan and Kathy Bates. Of course. I mean, it's classic. Yeah, one of the most iconic scenes, obviously, with the fucking what does she have? Sledgehammer yeah. or whatever. What do you think of this movie, Doug? Carrie. Yeah, I don't know why this one didn't make the cut for me. Um, I I like it. Yeah, it's pretty I good. Just it's uh, I'm not like a huge fan of it. It's it's good. But for some reason, it's never really gripped me the way it has for a lot of people. I mean, I know a lot of yeah. people say that's, you know, one of their favorite movies of all time, that kind of stuff. And that's fair. Um, and Sissy Spacek is amazing. Yeah, of course. And they're all, like no one else could play. Karen. John Travolta. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I got chills. They're multiplying hey, and blood. Hey, this girl's got telekinesis. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hey, who wants to go and get a massage? <laughs> Carrie, you're not allowed. <laughs> okay. Doesn't sound like John's vault at all. <laughs> You've seen Storm of the Century, right? Yes. This almost made top five for me. I love that movie. Or technically, it's like a little TV miniseries. Yeah, there was uh, I actually watched that movie during, uh, before like the Hurricane Sandy hit over here. I was watching that movie. It's Hurricane Sandy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sandy, come back. You can't walk out on a drive-in movie. Hurricane Sandy. <laughs> I, 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 oh, I. I fucking love that movie, by the way. What, Grease? Absolutely. 10 out of 10 for me. All right. I don't think I've ever seen it. <laughs> what? I don't think I've ever watched I mean, I've seen clips and stuff, but. Dude, you need to watch Grease tonight. Do I? Are you fucking kidding? Dude, I love that movie. All right. I mean, there's fucking high school students are 45 years old and they're accountants. And yet they're in high school. It's so ridiculous. Uh, hey, you here for the gangbang? <laughs> but back to Storm of the Century real quick. <laughs> yeah. So I just anytime it snows in North Carolina, which is kind of rare. I'm like, I'm watching Storm of the Century. I'm staying inside all day. Just going to cook food. I'm going to throw this on. It's going to take me like four hours to finish it. But I just love it. It has a, a good cozy atmosphere to it. Um, and it's also really Yeah, creepy. I agree. Yeah, very kind of unsettling. Yeah. In a way. Uh, kind of in that contained setting. And it's just like, if you're in a contained setting like that, you need to keep the dialogue interesting. Not a lot of places to go yeah uh 
they knock it out of the park. Yeah. That was, that's a really fun movie. A plus Dougie boy. All right. You got any other honorable mentions? Um, I think that, I think that's it. I got one more besides like we talked about it. Yeah. What do you got? Gerald's game. Also Mike Flanagan. That is a Mike Flanagan joint. I really love that movie. Uh, I was going to watch that today actually. Cause I passed it. Wait, you've never seen it. Um, no, I never saw oh, it. Shit. Check it out, uh, man. It's good. I heard it's really fucked up. Um, Jessica Chastain, obviously, uh, I hear is really Wait, good. Wait, no, that's um, not Jessica Chastain. That is... What, uh, what movie am I thinking? Gina Gurdjieff. God, what's her fucking name? Hang on. Wait, really? She's not in Gerald's Game? What the fuck am I talking no, about? No, that's not Jessica Chastain. I see why you would make that assumption. I see the resemblance really? there, but hang on. Carla Giorgino. Oh, um, yeah. From uh, Haunting of Hill House and everything. Carla Gugino? G-U-G? Yeah, the mom from Spy Kids yeah. and everything. I know her from uh, Son-in-Law. Rebecca. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> wow, she was super young in that. Um, yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't got around to watching that movie. and was going to watch it today, but I saw Hell House LLC first and decided to pick that. Wow, I need to poop. <laughs> that stayed in the episode holy shit look we can go ahead and wrap it up i mean that that just those those two slices of pizza are like rolling down my esophagus right now and the grease is just building up oh shit well on that note we can go ahead and wrap it up i mean that that you sure i mean i can hold on a little no long. it's fine uh, <laughs> this is great <laughs> Yeah, this is how we're going to end the episode. I mean, we, we right. pretty much talked about them all. Uh, okay. <laughs> Doug is like, all right, hurry it up. I gotta sh- no, no, no. I'm, I'm here. I'm chilling. Okay. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm not sweating just yet. All right. Well, anything else to throw out there, Doug? Do we got any news or anything? Not really? Uh, Yeah, no, nothing. I'm trying to think of any other horror news that we haven't covered yet. Oh, I just uh, mean like definitely- uh, stuff we got coming up. I don't think we know what we're going to do next, but we are going to do another VHS episode because we barely scratched the surface on the last one. Yeah, we're going to do a lot more VHS episodes, yeah. like so many that you wouldn't believe because it seemed like we got a lot of good reception for that from that video. Uh, people dug it, which was cool. Yeah, most people. Uh, we're going to keep <laughs> them rolling. Yeah. Uh... There's going to be so many VHS videos. <laughs> That's right. Like a lot. Yeah, deal with it. Um, <laughs> all right, Doug. Well, I think that about wraps up. VHS episode is canceled due to lack of hustle. Deal with it. Deal with it. Sorry. <laughs> well, Doug, I hope you have a glorious shit over there. Um, oh, it's going to be amazing. But yeah, whenever you're done, you can just come back and we'll bullshit some more. But uh, yes, we're, we're going to hang a little bit. Um, also, yeah. don't want people to forget about the... Uh, the boogeyman keychain giveaway that you talked oh, about yes. in the beginning of this vid. Yeah, if you hear this, message the phrase Stephen Kang, or you can send a voice memo, and hopefully, I mean, I only have four of them, so sorry if it's already been taken, but you can give it a shot. I mean, hurry up and jump on that. I'll send it to you with a couple of stickers, free of charge. But, yeah, thanks for bringing that up again. All right. We are going to go ahead and get out of here. 
Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Dog, have a have a wonderful <laughs> yep. shit, and I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Love you, baby. Love you too.